Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd give a rat's ass about Twitter. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes podcast presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Thursday, Valentine's Day edition of the show. And uh, Kyle, we've got a a fantastic guest lined up in Nebraska running back, Devina Zigbo. Welcome to the show, sir. Yeah, first and foremost, really excited for Devine. Second Second of all, how was my intro yesterday without you on the show? It was the best growl. You know what? It was the best growl I've ever heard from you on that guy. So uh, you still because still it trying. came out and it just felt right. Oh, you, you killed it! You the only gripe that I'll have is it's a little bit. It, you you feel a little bit forced to have like that Adazio Northeastern part of it. So I real what I yeah. just need for for the future for you to just continue to grow and expand is is give me the Kyle Krabs regular voice, but give me the same growl. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. Yeah, it's... Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll work on it. I'll I know work you on will. it in the bathroom mirror. <laughs> yeah, this is how I operate. I'm in the car, driving to the gym, guess what I'm doing? Practicing my voices yeah. for the show. And sometimes we're blessed. We're blessed sometimes with them. Yeah, well, we are also blessed today, Joe, because as you mentioned, we have a guest... And this is one of my favorite. I said to you in the pre-show, this dude might end up being a top 10 running back for me. This was not a dude that was on a lot of people's radar at the beginning of the season. I mean, shoot, Joe, I had big 10 assignment for the draft network and I found him in like November. I'm like, wait, (laughs) this guy's good. I don't have notes on this guy. Uh, Nebraska running back divine is Igbo. So without further ado, we want to get divine in and out, get him on his day. Uh, this draft process is crazy. So we're going to go ahead and rope in divine now. Valentine's day is just around the corner and it's only fitting that this important interruption is brought to you by manscaped manscaped is the best in men's below the belt grooming. Have you thought about what you're getting your loved one this year? Or maybe you want to give the gift of sweet smelling grundle bliss to your partner. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Whether you're the only one who gets to see what's going on down there or you're one of many, do you, your partner, and everyone else a favor and introduce yourself to this revolutionary company. Manscaped just launched their brand new Perfect Package. Inside the Manscaped Perfect Package, you'll find their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, which features skin-safe technology and will prevent you or your man from cutting his nuts. Speaking of smelling nice, let's be real. No one wants to carry around that locker room smell with them. That's why I am thankful for the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. These products keep your crotchal region from sweating, smelling, and sticking. The Perfect Package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxer briefs, 
that'll keep that junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers to this new new. Give the gift that will make your Valentine's Day spicy. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code locked on to get 20% off and free shipping. Ladies, this is the perfect gift for you and your man and men. Your partner will thank you. Trust me, he will thank you. And guess who else will thank you? Your balls will thank you. 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code locked on at manscaped.com. Nebraska running back Divine Azigbo. Uh, Divine, thank you so much for carving some time out of your day. I know this pre-draft process stuff is a little bit of a whirlwind. You guys are getting pulled each way. Uh, how are things going? How's your training? How's the body feel? Uh, yeah, happy to be here. And yeah, things are going well. I'm enjoying it. And my body feels good. You know, uh, you know the guys out here, XP, Tony, and you know the, you know, the weight guy, Drew, he's definitely a uh, yeah, they're definitely getting our bodies right. I think, yeah, I think, I think this group's gonna have a good performance this year. Now, I don't know if you're aware of this, Divine, but uh, there's there's a subsection of social media that calls themselves Draft Twitter, and you are one of like the cult heroes this year. There are a <laughs> bunch of guys that turned on your tape, and I think part of it's because you were a guy that came into your senior season and you didn't have a lot of fanfare, a lot of press about you. Uh, can you talk a little bit? about the impact that coach Frost and his staff made on you going into your senior season and what seemed to, to click for you? Because, you know, for all, for all impressions that I've had, you've had, you, you had a great opportunity to get in the best shape of your playing career and it really showed itself on the football field. Yeah. Uh, I'll definitely say uh, coach Frost, he definitely brought in the staff, both, you know, coaching and a weight room that definitely, Changed Nebraska as a program, you know, even in year one. And I like, I definitely like our record didn't show, our record does not show like how much improvement this team has made. But yeah, like, you know, he just brought a bunch, he brought a bunch of guys in that, you know, that, that were able to connect with the players just like in a way that we haven't seen, you know, just, just being able to let, let, let us play free and play comfortable. It wasn't like, you know, if you didn't feel like we were walking on thin ice, it didn't feel like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you weren't. You weren't in a constant like un- like a constant unknown. You know, with these guys, they're straight up, they're honest. Like they were gonna play the best guys. You come in here, you work. If you work 100, percent you mess up. We can coach that. And a lot of coaches said that, but it felt like these guys like truly meant it because guys, you know, you could see them just getting better at full speed. Like it, it wasn't it wasn't much of a learning curve. It's just you know getting a technical side, get like learning what exactly what to do. And then you know it just kind of built an environment where the players felt comfortable and you know. It definitely showed with great results. A lot of players definitely stepped up, especially guys that were even on team in like past years, you know, just had made huge leaps and bounds going into the season. So did you, could you tell pretty early on as far as the off season training that there was a different vibe about this? Could you feel that kind of shift in culture fairly soon at once those guys got in the building? Oh uh, yes, sir. Definitely. Like, like you know, the guys were excited. The whole state kind of felt like re-energized because you know, Coach Frost, being a you know, a homegrown Husker, he's one of the guys that everybody was just you know they knew about. He was basically like a folk legend, you know, to the kids growing up. So like you know, the whole state was energy. Like the building was different. The vibe, you know, the vibe switched over pretty fast. Now, how about for you personally? At what point in the season did you realize? that you kind of turned the corner as a football player, or did you feel that you were always close and it just didn't get a chance to materialize itself on the field? I, I, it was kind of like, it was kind of like a mixture of both. I felt like I always knew like I could do it, but 
I still have to kind of prove to myself I could do it because I haven't, you know, had all the opportunities or like the chances to. So it was a little mixture, you know, just trying to, just trying to get an opportunity to go out there and, you know, prove to myself and prove to everybody else. And like, this is like who I am. Like, you know, like I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm a good fall player and I want to go out there and show it. Sure. So it kind of happened early. Like with the coaches, it definitely gave us opportunity and, you know, things just kind of worked out. Now, when I watched your film, I, I got around to watching your tape because I was watching uh, Stanley Morgan, the uh, the w- yeah. wide receiver that you guys have, very good wide receiver, and yeah. uh, you you kept flashing at me on film, and I was I, I eventually had to stop mid film session for Stanley, and I was like, all right, I got to look this guy out. Like, who is this guy? This is a big dude. One of my favorite things that you do is as you're pressing the line of scrimmage, you make really nice lateral cuts. You've got really smooth feet for a guy that is your height and weight, how much of that for you is reads that you're making as you're in the mesh point, And how much of that is just kind of the natural instinct of being a ball carrier? Uh, I definitely think, um, I definitely think it's a good balance of both. Definitely one thing that I think I personally improved on this season was my, uh, my patience in my press, just being able like not to hit it. Like I, I figured out a tempo that felt comfortable, for, uh, comfortable for me. So when I like in between the mesh point and approaching the line to where I could make all my cuts, you know, as fast and as strong as I needed to. And it gave me, you know, the variety to be able to like vary the type of cut I made. Cause there, there was a point like early in my career where I kind of just had like one cut and it was like when it, especially in case my lateral, it was just, it was extremely wide. It was like, whether it worked or not, it was very wide. Like I couldn't, you know, gauge it where I needed to. So definitely figuring out that like that shorter approach and understanding the blocking schemes a little better, uh, it, it allowed me to be able to use the appropriate cut at appropriate times. Now, that's something that I think a lot of casual fans might get lost on, talking about the varying types of cuts. Uh, can you extrapolate on what you feel is important for setting up a defender at the line of scrimmage? Because there were a lot of times you were coming into the hole and you were <clears> head <throat> up with a guy, and then you showed that ability to either create that false step or slide and, and displace yourself laterally out of the gap that that ball carrier is coming in through head on. So how much of that is footwork? How much of that is muscle memory? And then how much of that is really just pro- processing that information as you're working through that pacing that you were just talking about transitioning out of the mesh into the line? Uh, I would honestly definitely credit a little, like a good amount of that, uh, you know, the running back coach, coach held. He was, this is the first year that, that like that type of game was being coached to the players because usually when I, you know, when I like when if something like that were to happen naturally with other people, they'd be like it, it could look like dancing. But Coach Held was talking about you know putting guys in jail. It's like although there's a hole right there, the backer's gonna fill it. You know like that's obvious. You know like even though that's the hole and it's right in front of you, you don't want to get there. So when you get when you get in, you want to press it so you can you know suck the backer up and put him in jail, and then you have a two way go because. If, if he's uh, in between two guys, you can bounce to your left or to your right, depending on where, uh, where like, the next available hole is. So you just kind of have to know and understand the blocking scheme kind of helps and then just, you know, get reps of that practice. You know, we had a backer, Muhammad Barry, and I felt like he personally got – he personally honed that skill in me because Muhammad, he's the guy that loves to shoot gaps and he's, he's a, like, explosive backer. So being able to work against that, like, if I'm going slow, he's shooting, like, the open hole. It allowed me to be able to – you know, get my timing right to where I can make the cut either way and be able to read the next one in that short amount of time he allowed. So I definitely credit that to Coach Hells and, you know, going against Mo for so long. 
I think when I reviewed your entire tape, one of the things that impressed me as well was that you weren't just a grinder. You created some explosive plays. And I really like the visualization that you had referenced from Coach Held about putting guys in jail and getting that linebacker to suck up and getting him in that one-on-one with that two-way go. When you realize in any given play that you've got that guy set up and you have that two-way go, what's that moment like for you when, when it hits you that I'm right on the cusp of a really big play? Because it almost seems like in a football stadium, as that materializes, everybody's holding their breath. Is that something for you that 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 you find the, the thrill in that of getting that guy one on one and you're you're looking forward to making a miss? Yeah, it's definitely one of those things that it's like uh it's like being wide open fifty yards away and the quarterback throws you the ball and you're just like, All right, like don't drop it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> so like you're kinda of running and you know like all right, you gotta be a little bit patient because you don't wanna make the move too fast because then he might not be up far enough. So you got to be able to like, just be patient, be patient. And as soon as he's trapped, boom, just explode in the direction and just try to get. And then I always told myself, like, I'm not like I never really had opportunities to break like the way I had this year. So even even my, my speed was a question to me. So I was just running not to get caught. So I was just out of wait, 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 break and then just take off. They just don't get caught. And then, you know, good things worked out this year, especially with the blocking downfield, some of the receivers, you know, everything was going well. Well, listen, I was at the Shrine game and I was standing on the sideline when you broke off one of your big runs in practice. And I can tell you, I do not envy any defensive back that has you coming through the second level with a full head of steam because you can move and you are a big dude. So uh, I guess my question for you is you you look at your film, right? You've you put all the production on the field. You had a great season. And I love the fact that even now you're you're talking with me and you're not overlooking the people that helped you get in this position. You talked about Coach Held. You talked about Coach Frost. You talked about your teammates, your receivers blocking down the field. But for you as a back and as a football player, what's an underrated quality for yourself that you think anyone that would consider drafting you should know about you before they drafted you? I love – I I guess it would kind of be two things. One thing I love, like the, the schematic, like, I love learning this, like the schematic part of the blocking scheme. Like I, just, I think it's a game within football. You know, like all right, the O line has these couple guys, and that means I have those, like those two, or those two, and then you know everybody else, or you know, in this play, this pass protection. Like I just like that puzzle that you know uh, pass pro provides. And then I guess the second part is I just I, I, I love catching the ball. Like I was. Uh, like in my high school, it kind of started in high school. We had a very pass heavy offense and running back routes, you know, are definitely, you know, something I needed to master, but I would always go out there at, like when the receivers would go throw extra, like, you know, the weekends like that and, you know, swings and check downs get kind of boring. So, you know, I'd always go out there and I would just see what the receivers doing to hop in line and get my, get my reps and even at Nebraska. So like running routes and catching the ball was something like I actively enjoyed doing and, you know, it's something I think I could bring if, uh, you know, if, if, if the team allows me to do it, it's something I think I can bring, you know, make it a, like a bigger part of my game. So I, I do have two more questions for you, just kind of pulling off things that you said there, because I really liked a couple of things that you said. You talked about the puzzle of blocking and the communications. And I think people think about running backs and they don't realize so much of the transition to the NFL is having a three down skill set. And a lot of that comes from the two things that you mentioned, being able to contribute in the pass game as both a receiver 
and a pass blocker. But if you if we expand that to rushing concepts as far as running the football, do you have a favorite concept or a concept <clears throat> for a type of run that you felt like you had a lot of success with either because you felt like you mentally mastered it and, and everybody on the, the front was on the same page as you or just a play that you love to run? Uh, I love like uh, tackle traps or like guard traps. Like when it's just like me, the whole line's going one way, me and the guard are going the other, me and the tackle are going the other way. Those are like those are plays that I think are really fun because especially the way linebackers read the whole line, like they're going to, you know, follow the flow of the majority. So if you can get them to all get caught in the flow and then you have one guy going back with you, there's going to be like a natural divide in the defense. And if you can, you know, like set it up, time it up right, give them a little outside stick. There should be like a wide gap in the middle. I think those are the most fun plays because then it's like you and one of your, you and one of your, you know, your hogs, and you just got to get going. You almost have that like aha moment with him where that that defender stepping down and he thinks he's got you clear, and then a guy's ear ear holding him, and you just kind of laugh as yeah. you run by out of nowhere. And, and our old linemen love those plays, so so they love running hard too for us. And I guess my my last question is: you talked about. You love catching the football. You ever give Adrian a hard time? Because it seemed like you were open in the checkdowns quite a bit, and Adrian didn't <laughs> like throwing the checkdowns. You ever give him a hard time about it? Uh, no, like yeah, I, like as a running back, you know, you always you always joke with your quarterback. Yeah, checkdowns always open, but you know, Adrian made a lot of good decisions this year. We had a lot of receivers that were you know doing big things, so it didn't really, uh, you know, me being open didn't really uh, didn't really hold our offense back. So I was, I, I was happy with how it worked out and how it, uh, and how it happened. So, but yeah, you know, I, I always love a couple more balls. Listen, man, we really appreciate it. Uh, once again, I'd like you to, to give a shout out to your training team as they're getting you ready for your pro day. And uh, just make sure you give those guys some love as we wrap you up and let you go here. Yes, sir. Yeah, I want to appreciate the boys, you know, uh, Tony Vellani, Drew, and uh, Bill at XPE and Boca Raton, you know, for getting us right. I think we got a really good class this year. A bunch, a bunch of guys are going to surprise some people. Now, Divine, no pressure to you, but the last running back that we had on Draft Dudes was Alvin Kamara a couple years ago. <laughs> so we're expecting big things from you next year. I'm just saying. Hey, I'm, I'm going to do my best to live up to the expectations. Nebraska running back Divine Zigbo, thank you so much for carving some time out. All the best to you the rest of the way, and we're looking forward to seeing what you do in the pros, my friend. Yes, sir. Thank you. Appreciate you having me. This is NFL Under Review, local experts on the biggest NFL stories. The NFL Honors Award Show was last week and one surprise when it came to Defensive Player of the Year. This is Bear Motter with your Los Angeles Rams update from Lockdown Rams. Aaron Donald would have been the first player in NFL history to win the award three straight years in a row, but it wasn't the case that the NFL Honors that award this year went to Stephon Gilmore. And don't get me wrong, Stephon Gilmore had a great season. Six interceptions, 18 pass deflected, two touchdowns. He had 53 total tackles. Stephon Gilmore won the award with 21 votes. Chandler Jones came in second with 14. TJ Watt with 10. Although Donald says this doesn't bother him, I see him putting this chip on his shoulder, working even harder, and coming back stronger in 2020, which is a scary thing for the rest of the NFL. For more NFL news, subscribe to the Locked On NFL Podcast only on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Joe. Kyle. Unbridled X's and O's talk with NFL draft prospects. I love it. Yes. Yes. I think 
man, just just listening to that, it, it really I grew at a greater appreciation for the nuances of playing running back. You know, I think sometimes we can we can watch these running backs and just think they're given a football and they need to find some space and they need to run over some dudes. But when he started getting into stuff, talking about how he was really uh, challenged to alter his tempo and his pace between the mesh and pressing the line of scrimmage and uh, really altering his strides because he was getting too wide in the pass and he shortened that up and it allowed for some flexibility and what he was doing to try to put a, put a linebacker in jail I mean, there is a lot of nuance just between that short distance of receiving the football and getting to the line of scrimmage that, you know, Divine really articulated well. And, and I grew a deeper appreciation for how nuanced playing the position is. Right. And that's something that I had mentioned in my notes for Divine was that he didn't overextend himself at any point. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is there were there were no points on film. So to consider that was what he felt was one of his biggest areas of growth from last year and him not being on my radar last year. So I watched like a game just to get a vibe of him. But then I watched like six games of 2018. <laughs> and in the notes, it's like this dude never overextends his feet. He always runs in proportion to what he's able to control his body in. So yeah. it was really cool to see that and hear that come from him to be like, yeah, that's something I did a lot better job of because if you just turned on the 2018 tape and you didn't go back and watch anything like you'd think it was his best trait. Well, that would, that was a huge area of focus. And that's a, a, an attribute to the coaching staff that they have there as well. Yeah. And, and I mean, he did explode onto the scene this year. Uh, and a lot of things went into that, but kind of being able to extrapolate that's that one thing there as, as a major growth area and, and something that you picked up from watching him in previous years. And then of course, comparing the 2018 tape uh, really, really shined through. Uh, Kyle, I loved that uh, he. You could just tell that he's becoming a more confident football player. You know, I mean, obviously the 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 coaching staff changes really impacted that. But how much he talked about even him proving to himself his speed and him growing in terms of understanding the nuances of the scheme and how that all put to, worked together for him to have a really outstanding final season in Nebraska and, and and the reason we're having him on this podcast and talking about him as a prospect. Well, how about the fact that, you know, he they ran a lot of zone concepts at Nebraska. And then you ask him what his favorite concept is, yeah. and it's a power concept. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 the off tackle trap. And I think that's really cool because he has the kind of physical skills. And then you listen to him talk and you realize he has the mental acumen and the attention mm-hmm. to detail that I think he he is scheme diverse. He's not necessarily going to be the most effective outside zone player, right? That's not really his style of game. But if you get him an inside zone or you get him in gap power, I feel really confident about him in either one of those traits. So it was cool to think about what Nebraska ran so much of and then consider what his favorite trait or what his favorite concept was up front. Yeah, and then for him to discuss like how much he loved learning the scheme and understanding what everybody's supposed to do and kind of called it everything a puzzle and, and putting that together, I think that's really going to resonate with NFL decision makers. Like Clearly this is a guy that loves football, that really embraces the X and O's, X's and O's side of it, a guy that's grown a lot and ascended and peaked as, as in his final year in college. Like All of that stuff's really going to matter – to NFL decision makers, and it seems like this is a guy you definitely would feel comfortable with bringing into your facility. Oh, and by the way, you mentioned he grew a lot. 
as a player. This is also a player that has 419 carries at the college level. Mm-hmm. Low mileage. Love that. 468 total touches of the football. He talked about how he liked getting involved in the passing game. I believe he had 23 catches last year as a senior. Had 49 for his career. So less than 500 total touches. Low mileage. You know, that that is another notch in the belt. And then Joe just physically, right? We saw him at the Shrine game. Yeah, yeah. He looks like an NFL running back. The way he carries his weight, he's very well put together. He's got a lot of his mass below his waist, which is going to generate a lot of leg power and a lot of drive when he's in high traffic areas. I don't know, man. He checks a lot of boxes for me. Like I said, this is probably going to end up being a top 10 back for me in this year's class. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I want to stack them all up and make sure I put in all the work, but I, I don't think that's uh, too hot of a Yeah, take, no, I right? really don't. I really don't. I think as people get a chance to learn more about him uh, and study his tape, and you're going to see a player that you feel really comfortable playing in the NFL. And, and we talk about the value at the running back position and where, you know, we're, all these different places that teams are getting productive backs. Like, Zigbo really profiles as a guy that you feel like, can be that type of value running back and, and wind up being really productive for his offense. So you never knew who we're going to get next. You guys might as well hit subscribe on the podcast. Come on back and find out what do you think? Oh yeah, do it. Uh, and, and you put him on the spot, Kyle, with the Alvin Kamara thing, man, I'll tell you. Yeah. You know, I wrote <laughs> it down and then I was like, nah, I'm not going to say that. And I deleted it. And then like, we got to the end of the interview and like, you could tell he was really engaged in it and he was very comfortable as far as, you know, just I think a lot of times players get asked, I don't want to say fluffy questions, right? But it's like, they're not asked, like, tell us about your technique. Tell us what you learned. Yeah. Like, it's, we try and take it from more of a scouting approach. And as a guy that loves football so much, I think that really shined through in in his demeanor and how he carried himself in the interview. So uh, thank you so much to Divine. And uh, we, we expect big things from <laughs> Divine at Zigbo, as I said, as we let him off the air. I'm Kyle Krabs at Grinding the Tape with Joe Marino at the Joe Marino. Come on back for tomorrow for the, another episode of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.